Good evening, this is Three Valleys Radio. And this is Football Bloody Hell. a little bit short-handed tonight here on Football Bloody Hell, but we have got the three wise men, Rick Hyatt, Tony Pounder and A.D. Hopper. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And we're a bit bloody hell short-staffed today because there's only three of us, but three very knowledgeable people, I hasten to add. So uh, I will introduce them one by one. I'm here. Uh, and today, Tony Pounder's back on duty again, having skived off playing golf and various other things. All right, Tom? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine, mate. And, uh, of course, another regular, Rick, he's here. All right, Rick? Yes, yes, I'm all right, mate. When, when do these knowledgeable people turn up? That's us three, you pellock. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, well, let me just get you on the screen a minute. I've lost myself. Oh, here we go. It's that one there, I think. Come on. Well, I've lost all the screen now. Well, that's what it's about. As we're recorded, aren't we? So, yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I don't know why I can't see myself. You're not missing much. No, exactly. So it doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, here we go. All there now. So what we're going to talk about today then, boys, what do you reckon? What, what, what struck you as the most noteworthy story? I've got a list here, but I'd be interested to see what your ideas were. It's got to be uh, Brava, but it's got to be one of the top ones, hasn't it? I was yeah. going to say, Chelsea. the Campbell's at Chelsea, that's got to be up there, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I've got top of the list, actually. So uh, it looks like we're all knowledgeable together then, doesn't it, really? So, <laughs> you know, that's, but but that's why you got the three knowledgeable people on. Yeah, precisely, precisely. But uh, talking about Roman Abramovich and that, I see he's he's trying to smuggle his uh, four and a half. No, was it four hundred seventy-five thousand million pound boat or whatever it is in Turkey or something? Do you think they're being ultra hard on him? Yeah. Well, he's a name, isn't he? He's, he's the most accessible part of the Russian regime, so you uh, you hang him out to dry. Yeah. But What's I, happening? I must admit, though, I've, I mean, I've got no love for the man at all, don't, you know, but I, I must admit, if I was a Chelsea fan, um, I think they've been a little bit hard on, on the club, you know, because they've got to accept the fact that the football club is the football club, and as such, it's got a lot of players, it's got a lot of supporters. And, you know, Roman Abramovich is... Uh, nationality and and friends shouldn't really have that sort of effect, in my opinion, on the running of the football club. But I don't know if you agree with me. Uh, what do you I do? I've got to say, the thing is, at the end of the day, where I think football takes a second side to what's happening in the world at the moment. Um, and I think it's they're just trying to punish Russia, aren't they? 
I think uh, it doesn't matter if he was in any sort of other business. They're hammering the other people as well, the, the multi-billionaires who's living in West Kensington. Um, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air, to be fair, for Chelsea, but mm. um, I think football, football takes a side at the moment. It doesn't matter where he is. If it's, you know, if he'd have um, been invested in multi-million pound English businesses, I think they'd have screwed him right down as well. It's just unfortunate. It's happened in football, and it just shows how much they've relied on Abramovich's money. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure as I believed all the uh, the promises he was coming up with about uh, he was going to, you know, uh, make sure the money went to the uh, Ukrainian refugees, etc. I'm not so sure as whether that was totally uh, kosher. It's all available to say it, but it was not something that you could necessarily see out in the open, is it? No, no, and I think... Go on, Tom. No, so I, I feel a bit sorry for him, in a, well, not in a way, because um, he's obviously, he can't speak up against Putin. Obviously, you know, he's he's hierarchy, nobody's going to speak about him, so he, he's in an awkward position at the moment. He can't speak against Putin, he can't do anything right for Chelsea, so his money's been tied up, uh, they screwed it down, but um, it does have the effects on... Chelsea, because I've I just seen about, apparently they can't fly to Middlesbrough now. Uh, they're on about travelling up by bus, 10 hours on a bus. I said, well, welcome to the real world, to be honest, at football. Travelling 10, 11 hours on a bus to play on a Saturday. So it'd be quite interesting to see if it happens. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought myself then, it, it, it'll, um, you know, they said a 10-hour trip. I wouldn't have thought it was 10 hours. It's not a it's it's not an easy trip, I know, because we went on it, and I, I can remember we went up to Middlesbrough to play. We lost five nil up there, as I recall. So uh, it's not the easiest of trips, that's for sure, and it could it could well have a bearing on the game. I would have thought. Well, they're not allowed any spectators anyway, are they? Not any new spectators. They, it depends whether they've already bought the tickets, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not sure what the situation. That is the case. I'm not sure if the tickets went on sale early enough, but. Apparently, Chelsea had had an appeal to play the game behind closed doors, and the FA had rejected it. Yeah. So that yeah. would that would suggest to me that they were just trying to balance up the fact that they had no supporters, trying to make Didn't sure. They, um, and they retracted that in the last hour. Yeah, that's the thing. They they withdrawn that. They retracted that already. So, um, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with um, having Chelsea fans there, and the money goes to Middlesbrough. I don't see what's wrong with that. Why why should Chelsea get money? You know, if they want to take 3,000 fans up there, uh, what's wrong with Middlesbrough having the money? Well, why couldn't they, um, you know, have the fans there? But surely the government's got enough hold on the whole situation now that they could just say, well, you know, sell the tickets, but we'll have the money. Thank you very much. I can't, I can't, I can't really see their argument there. You know, so long as the Bramovich doesn't get their money, that's, that's the crucial thing, isn't it? There must be but more to it than that because obviously they've shut the shop, haven't they? There's no shirt sales. And stuff. Yeah. So obviously yeah. you would have thought they could have carried on as normal and got and kept the money themselves, you know, the government. But there must be more to it than what, you know, we obviously know. Yeah. Because obviously they can't do that at the moment. Well, I suppose not, but um, this is. But it, it, looks, it looks to me like the government are just, <clears throat> excuse me, just taking this as an opportunity to retrospectively punish Chelsea for what they've been up to since Abramovich has been there. I mean, he's been there since 2003. I don't know if you... And you could say that everything that's been achieved 
if the FA have got suspicions about it, which apparently now they have. I mean, did you see uh, or hear Jamie Carragher's rant about them yesterday? No, what did he say? No, I said he's in hot water, isn't he? Yeah, basically accusing them of paying off people at just about every level of the game. Mm. Now, if there's some element of truth in that, I mean, it could just be sour grapes. I mean, we don't know what's gone on, but if there's an element of truth in that, then obviously it just looks like the FA are trying to balance the uh, equation by punishing Chelsea for what they've been up to in the past. Well, I think reading between the lines on the news earlier, they were saying, um, obviously, Abramson's money, he brought the club. They're looking into it now. Was it dirty money? So, basically... The same as all those properties they bought in London, Tony, all, all the polygons. Well, basically, when the uh, old Russia went bust, yeah. you've got these mega, mega uh, billionaires uh, made the money off of this when Russia went uh, bust. You know, they're in the oil and stuff, the gas out there is where they sort of come to the forte and have made billions. Um, they've been they've been using it all around the world as dirty money. So that's why I think the government are looking into it at the moment. Well, I think uh, there was a, a panorama programme on about uh, and Abramovich apparently made $409 billion out of buying a couple of oil companies. Um, I don't know if they're ref refineries or what, but... And anyway, yeah, he, he eventually sold them back to the Russian government. Yeah, he sold them back, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. made this for... So, I mean, quite clearly, he's bent as a nine-bob watch, the same as Putin is. But nonetheless, um, you know, I still think that, uh, you know, I've got no love for Chelsea particularly, but I do think that if it was United, I would be up in arms big time because I think they're, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting the supporters part of everything else. Yeah, but those supporters have had 18 years of achievements, glory, trophies, based on a lie, based on uh, rigging the system, if what they say is to be, be believed. So I've got no sympathy for for them in, in that sense, because what they've achieved has all been false. It's all been, been you know, achieved with illegal money. Well, you could, you could argue that. You could also argue that if you look at the money that Abramovich has put in to buy all these players and pay them absolutely astronomical wages... That all the players have been paying a huge amount of those wages back to the government in terms of tax, so they haven't done that badly out of him. Not the government. We, but what, about, what about football as a whole? Well, football as a whole, then you know. Um, you, are we going down the route of um, if he's found guilty of dirty money, do they hand the trophies back? Are we getting down that sort of route now? Well, you don't know. It opens Pandora's box, doesn't it? How that's far what I'm get? saying. You, you talk in the Olympics when um, obviously people took steroids and stuff, they, their medals have been taken away. <laughs> and we get into that sort of scenario, Could you know, if they're saying that everything's been bought with dirty money and it was all wrong and, like you said, he's uh, paid paid people off and, you know, they, they, they've used it to their advantage over the years, are they going to be a case of, right, hang on a minute, you, you beat us in the championship, I don't know, you said he won the Premier League and... 2016 by four points. Are other clubs going to try and claim that? You know, they should have been suspended. Good point. Well, I don't know how far you go with it, though. Road of, um, you could go down like Sheffield United did when they, Carlos Tevez, uh, exactly. scored yeah. for West Ham and you they know, sued West Ham. It's like you said, it's going to open a massive can of worms if he is found to be dirty money. Uh, you're going to get clubs, 
you know, they're going to say, you know, well, we, the FA Cup, how many have they been? They've won. What have they won? Five, six FA Cups since he's been out? Something like that. Yeah. So you're going to get the teams they beat? Is it Man City they beat last year? They're going to claim the trophies? Hmm. Gonna, um, get- you know, it's going to be massive, this could be. If there is a positive to come out of it, and it's a particular hobby horse of mine, and uh, going on about it again, it, at least it gives the uh, the FA an opportunity to sort out sport washing. And very, all the clubs that are basically trinket clubs, you know. There were 81 public executions in Saudi Arabia on Sunday. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, over the weekend. Yet we condone yeah. that and allow them... To uh, to play in the uh, in the Premier League, the same with oh, Abu yeah. Dhabi. Their human rights yeah. record is is appalling. If this is the the only good I can see that comes out of it, if, if this is the thing that finally makes the FA get their fit and proper persons check into being what it actually is supposed to be, and sort out sport washing and stop football being used to um, basically yeah just just to uh, change the reputation of a country throughout the world then maybe it's not a bad thing, you know? Well, I think you're right there as well. It highlights the FA. They're supposed to scrutinise these new chairmen. Yeah. Uh, look back in their history. So, obviously, that's not working at the moment. Like you say, we've got, uh, we've got a few Saudi chairmen now, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Not just in the premiership, but other places. So, how much are they actually scrutinising these people? Not enough. Uh, they just... You know, they like said, you know, so much for so long. Yeah. I think sometimes they, I think a bit over Bramwich, I think, I think they turn a blind eye to it because they're seeing the millions and billions of pounds they're bringing exactly. into British football. So yeah. are they turning a blind eye? Are we, you know, well, we got to look, we got to look at, we obviously knew FIFA and um, UEFA have been corrupted over the years. Um, you know, are we looking possibly at RFA? But you'd have to say, though, that, that whilst, yes, it's, 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 it's not right that all this dirty money's coming in, but at the same time, it must be filtering down even to the likes of Yeovil ultimately, because just you know players being bought and sold up the pyramid and then back down the pyramid again. That money is still it's 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 not doing any harm to English football. Let's put it that way, because let's face it. I mean, you know, I mean English football at the moment is 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 so unbalanced anyway. I mean, you've only got to look at, you know, when Yeovil were still in the league, the money that they got from the league, um, the way it was broken down, I've got to try to remember what the figures were now, but it was something like 20... Uh, no, I've got to think now. Well, the parachute payments were away. No, not... Well, not so much the parachute payments. The payments they the clubs got from the Premier League. Um, I, I can't remember the actual figures now. It's such an age now, but it, it was... I think we were left with... I think in League Two you got eight percent, League uh, League One you got twelve percent, and then the balance, which was 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 split between the um, the Championship, I think the Championship had about eighty percent of it or something. It was it was a crazy mix, and and certainly how, how was that generated by Chelsea? It, I didn't say it was. I was just I just no. just just moved but on. How, how, how does Chelsea's money trickle down in that respect? Well, it, it must do somehow because if if somebody's buying a player um, from a lower league team, you know, say Chelsea were or whoever, then the money goes to that lower league team, and then they might buy another player from a lower league team again. So the money moves yeah, on, what, doesn't it? At what price, though? Because it's all very well putting the money in the game, but then if you're distorting 
honours at the very top of it, is that a price that everybody's prepared to pay? Everybody gets a few quid as long as the clubs with uh, dirty money are allowed to win all the trophies. No, no, I agree. They're not. That, that, that doesn't make sense. But I mean, all, well, I, that's how all I'm saying is down that because they they buy those players that they wouldn't have the money to buy them with otherwise. So yes, the money does trickle down. But if it's bought by a, a proper football club with football money, then there's no issue. But this this money is giving those clubs an unfair advantage. Which clubs are you talking about? Chelsea's and your Newcastle's? Yeah, Man City. Yeah. Anyone that's had money put into it that isn't football money. I mean, I've said this over and over. As much as I loathe Liverpool, it's the proper football club. Their money's come from football. Arsenal, their money is football money. It's, it's PSG, all the trinket clubs. They're all, all the same. If your money has come from elsewhere then you shouldn't be allowed to own a football club and distort things in that way, I don't think. Yeah, well, it's an interesting argument, but until the Football League get onto it, it's not, it's not going to change, is it? Well, they weren't going to, but the only thing this does is this gives them an opportunity, it looks like, they're going to retrospectively sort of change things and change the rules and whatever, which is... Uh, but then again, then again, you see, Chelsea, have had eight, Chelsea supporters have had 18 years of winning trophies because of this. Now, I've said this before about the trinket clubs. Doesn't that Man City, yes, they're amazing, they're fantastic, they're doing brilliantly well. They've got a great football team, great structure, but it wouldn't be there without the massive investment of dodgy money. Well, yeah, that's... Do, do, you, understand, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just an unfair advantage. Well, I mean, and surely, it... don't, don't those, if you supported a club and you've had... I know it's lovely to have all these years of trophies and for Newcastle will now be competing with things, but don't you think it's sort of on a false false premise? It's not real? Well, to Because it's been it given is. to them. To agree, a degree it is, yeah. And of course the thing is, you've also got to say, I wonder whether this 81 people getting knocked off in Saudi Arabia would have any retrospective effect on the, on the Newcastle deal. Yeah, so, I wouldn't know that. No, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I mean, I'm just, you know, if you're going to if you're going to use the Bramovich as a, as a retro retrograde step, as it were, then surely they've yep. got to do the same for Newcastle, haven't they? You'll be doing it for hundreds of clubs, I think, then. Mm, Yeovil. <laughs> you know, well, you, you could basically, but you could you could basically any chairman then really you could go to, like obviously Liverpool, Man U, and I think Arsenal. They still got American owners. Yeah, but obviously. It seems to be dealt in the right way, but do we know that? Do we know what they're... United's not dealt in the right way, Tom. They've got the other extreme. Well, yeah, through that way. But like you say, it's obviously... The thing, I think like you said you said earlier, like you say, the, if we, we need to go back to where the football money comes back in. Football, we used to... It always used to be English chairmen, didn't it? Years and years yeah. ago. But mm. that's why you had probably Man United and Liverpool probably at the top of the tree because of their support was basically just purely on football. Yeah. They're, they made their mega, their mega, mega buck because of the fan base and they're a, they're a worldwide asset. Yeah. Um, you, you, like Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City years ago, never heard of them, did you? Until no. you mm. heard of them, but they were struggling. Chelsea until Bramford's coming in. They were in the lower half of the league, yeah. struggling away. Oh yeah, uh, like you say, your man, you are uh, your man. United Liverpool's always had that history, 
over the years, and they got the fan base. Mm. Where there's, you could only probably say on a handful of clubs in the Premiership at the moment they've got that original fan base. I remember like Newcastle. I remember Blackburn. What was mm. the Jack Jack Walker? Jack Walker. Yeah. Jack Walker. Mm. You know, they they came from nowhere, but he was a self-made millionaire British, wasn't he? It yeah. was a family-run thing. Steel, you know, wasn't it? Um, he was into the Wigan, the Wigan, Wigan chairman. Yeah, well, very similar. But we the upper modest now, Dave Yeah, exactly. But would they, would they have would they won the FA Cup if he wouldn't have been there with his money? Yeah, but it was in English not. money, wasn't it? But I said that you know that was English money. That's proper businesses. Uh, um, it was the United. Edwards, was that? Yeah, Martin Edwards. Martin Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. Martin Edwards. Very clever business, the same. But the Premiership started basically Martin Edwards and the lad, the one from Arsenal, wasn't it? Mm. I've seen a programme on that on Panorama, how they got <coughs> the Sky deal when they broke away from the yeah. Football League. It was basically that Martin Edwards and oh, what's the Arsenal? David guy? Dean. David, David Dean. Dean, yeah, that's the one. They were basically British business people who seen a uh, gap in the market, Sky came along at the perfect time for them. And ever since then, the money took off. And it was the money was generated to the clubs, like you say, in the early 90s, was basically through Sky. Mm. A&A and that. And everyone thought that was wrong then. And all of a sudden, the, these foreign chairmen come in, and like you say, three or four started buying out, and they were buying everything going. Well, I think probably United were one of the first to have foreign owners... Um, you know, to the degree of, can you think of who, who it was before the Glazers? I can't remember any sort oh, of big, big, big time. Nothing jumps out, does it? Well, Cronky maybe at Arsenal. I don't know. He was American, only, but I don't know when he moved in. But there Hicks aren't many other. How long the Glazers been there now? Because Abramovich was nearly twenty years, wasn't it? Yeah, much better. Oh, the, the, Glazers, be... the Glazers have been there getting on I for would... that, I should think. I would say Bramovic for me is probably one of the. He's the first one I thought that bought a club and just took it from nothing, the millions. Like, you know, he went in, the money went astronomical through the roof there. So I remember him as the big one, really, I think, for me. Mm. Yeah. But I should think the Glazers weren't that far behind him in terms of time, anyway. But, they, but the thing with the Glazers took over, they. United had the fan base. They had the money, didn't they? They were mm. they were still up there with the big spenders. They had that. They had a, you know they met the Glazers come in, but it was a rolling sort of thing. Where Chelsea went from nothing, didn't they? Mm. Ten Bates, yeah, literally nothing. To all of a sudden that where United and Liverpool have always had the the they had the power to buy. Liverpool Man U probably used to in the eighties nineties were probably buying the best players because of the club they were and they mm. had the power. Like, like we can Man City could never compete with Man United in the eighties, and that is selling, uh, buying club, nor could many others. No, but the the ironic thing with all these these owners coming in and paying shed loads of money and whatever for clubs, as far as foreign TV markets are concerned, the biggest two teams and the teams that they want the most on telly in foreign countries and the ones that always have the highest viewing figures are United and Liverpool still. Mm. And that goes back to the old days. It's like their fan base is just worldwide, yeah. isn't it? You know, you go yeah. to China and it's like you go to China and uh, that, all you see is like Liverpool Man United shirts. Mm. 
Mm. You still see that. You still see that you go to Spain on holiday, Turkey. Oh, yeah. Or there might be dodgy shirts. All you see is Liverpool Man United because they've got the fan base. Where the other clubs, have, they haven't got... Liverpool and United basically have got the history, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. They've got the history there. Where I don't think the... Like Chelsea's got no history, have they? Apart from uh, like the, 20 years, the last 20 years. They mm. won the FA Cup probably back in the 70s and stuff. They haven't got the history, I don't think, like any other... Man City's never had history, have they? No, well, no. Still and their recent success, in realistically, I know it's, it probably sounds like it's coming from you know a bitter rival supporter or whatever. But if it wasn't for that money, they'd have nothing. That club could be anyone. Yeah, exactly. Abramovich, Abramovich apparently tried or considered buying United because he bought Chelsea two years before the Glazers bought United, and he didn't think he'd be able to do it at the time. But had he gone to Hartlepool, Fulham, just up the road, it could be Fulham that having all the success that Chelsea are now. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, but, uh, Fulham had um, it was the American coming after. Uh, well, they had, they had Mohammed. What's Harris his name? Won. Didn't they? Mohammed yeah, uh, Al Fayed. Uh, he brought Keegan in, didn't they? They were bankrolling it everywhere. Yeah. Um, so you know the clubs have been there, but um, it's interesting times at the moment. Cheers. And talking to Chelsea, which we are, um, their form is not been bad. And you know, to, to get a goal right in the last minute against Newcastle, like they did, I mean, I, I thought that was uh, indicative of the way they're playing to a degree. Now, now is what's going to happen. Is is the pressure going to start to tell now? Are we going to start seeing some bizarre results? We've already mentioned the fact that they've got to go to um, Middlesbrough by bus. Um, are we going to start seeing Chelsea dropping away? You'd think so if they've got these extra handicaps, wouldn't you? Well, you'd like to hope so, as a United supporter. I, I personally don't think they should and don't think they will. Mm. I, I I, think, I'm still old school. I think the modern-day football is pampered for anything, but you do tell me what's wrong with going on a bus 10 hours of the Middlesbrough. They'll still be there the night before in a luxury hotel. So they've still got world-class players, and it shouldn't really affect them because they've got contracts. Well, I expect uh, they're a good side. That would be double the effect. Huh? When you were doing it, you were used to doing it week after week. If this is going to come as such a shock to the system, to them, yeah, what would be a forty a forty minute plane journey, for example, and all of a sudden it's x amount of hours on a coach? That's a completely different effect on your body, even if it is the day before. But I expect their coaches yeah. are generally better than. I mean, I've been oh, on, yeah. I've been on the oval one enough miles to know that the oval one is not great. But I would right. imagine that the the Chelsea type ones are probably, you know, pretty good. I should think, and they don't have. Yeah, I don't know, you know, have what, they got the money to to get them? Well, not now. They're not that spent, are they? No, not now. Not now. I suppose like Riddlers will be doing them. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll you know, I'll happen. I know, I'll happen. They go up in private cars. Yeah. Yeah,对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对
he can only have say like a hundred thousand a week, but they put his missus on a sixty thousand pound cleaning contract. Yeah, well, well, there's ways around it, like him there. Yeah, they but, get around it, and they get around this. Let's face it, that's a, that's a that's a normal wheeze, isn't it? For anybody that's self-employed, your wife's always on the books, and she always does your books for you, doesn't she? <laughs> your wife does. I mean, let's be honest about it. We've all been there and done that. And and in, in oh, your most, you must get married. And your most, you, your yeah. most, um, you know, honest uh, accountant will tell you to do it that way. So, you know, can you see the wag, a wag cleaning the changing rooms up at Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's called Hilda. She's called Hilda Ogden. Um, anyway, moving not on. Not our Hilda. <laughs> no, not our Hilda. Uh -huh. uh, m <laughs> moving on, um, we're doing this on a Tuesday night tonight uh, rather than a Monday night. And, of course, in about, uh, I don't know, hour's time, get over. Uh, United are playing um, Atletico Madrid. Uh, Quarter-final, second leg of the Champions League. Um, after Saturday... I've got a funny feeling we're going to do it, and, and hopefully Ronaldo is on fire again. Is it the quarterfinal? No, sorry, it's the, they get through to the quarterfinal, isn't it? But even yeah, so, right, yeah. round of sixteen. Round of sixteen, yeah. Um, forgive me, but um, yeah, I've got a feeling. I mean, <laughs> not like you to make a mistake. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but um, you obviously saw it Saturday. Uh, did you see it, Tone? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, the man's a genius, isn't he? I'm just I'm surprised and a little bit disappointed you haven't played Viva Ronaldo. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I will plenty be, of time. I'll it, was on, it was on Monkey Business this week, so, uh, yeah, you need to hear it again. It was on what, sorry? Monkey Business. Oh, was it? Right. Well, yeah, I, sh I should be... Uh, uh, the, the theme. You, you know the theme tune for this programme has been changed anyway to the Magnificent Seven, so... Uh, Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I do sort of, you know, pay homage. Did, don't you expect that from him when United are up against it and not playing well? Yeah, that's why he's world class. Like, you know, it doesn't nothing surprises me with him. Like, there's a there's an expression at the moment. He is inevitable, and he is. Oh, I to be fair, even if you're not a United fan. You got to hold your hand up. That, that first strike, like that's Ronaldo all over. Yeah. Um, and the header, and the, the last one, the header was was you know. Well, how how can you give him a free header? Probably one of the best headers in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know he must be pulling his hair out, Conte. The chances, you know, they don't get you don't you don't back off to let him shoot, and you don't give him a free header in the box. No. Um, and he's just like they're, they're not playing well United at all still not playing well I don't think but no, he's I, got that I little agree. spark that can get him going um, and, I, and I do think I think that's boosted him for Wednesday that's yeah. a massive massive boost I think today you mean Tone when T is it today tonight oh it's tonight sorry yeah. Yeah, of course it's not. Uh, we're not Monday, are we? Tuesday. No, no, we're Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, sorry, yeah. And I think it's massive back for him. And they're going lifting the And I think the atmosphere would be lively. And they they go at him. Like I say, it'd be good now because obviously one of Simone's team, both you know, they they've made their careers on their defensive displays. Um, yeah. If United score early, what do they do? do well, they quite. Or, I mean, they're not a bad no, tie. Let's let's not forget they were champions of, of Spain last season, so you know you can't 
underestimate them. It's not going to be easy tonight. Oh. But I just think he's he's in the mood, it would appear. And, and you know, we're playing in the Champions League, which he loves, and he's scored a record number of goals, I suspect. Um, so, you know, it, it couldn't have come at a better time, really, could it? Let's be honest. And also, he, he doesn't like Atletico. No, that's another thing. That's another thing. I think they've got, looking at the um, website at the moment, looking at the, uh, the BBC website, they've got about eight players doubtful or injured. Hmm. Well, that'll help them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but they, they were... They were banging on as the last leg that they had four out all the way through the game, and that didn't do United no. no, well, we just... get on Sunday. I didn't see their result the weekend. They won, I think. I think they beat somebody three one. I think memory. They haven't been playing well, have they? No, yeah. no, no. Which uh, we could have done without them winning, but I mean, that's that's you've got to get over that. Really. Well, as long as they as long as they lose tonight, it doesn't matter, does it? No, no. I can see that. I can see he writes his script again. I can see another handbrake. You know what he's like? He just writes every script. He tears up the uh, rule books all the time. Mm. And now I can see him uh, I can see him doing something again special. Well, we can but hope. And, um, you know, but I mean, 807 goals, an all-time record of anybody. What an achievement that is. From 1,100 and something games, I think he's played, I think they said. But just to play that number of games would be amazing. That's a decent career. Yeah. Let alone score that many goals. But and, the, man, the man's a phenomenon. And to be as, as fit um, as he is at the moment. I mean, all this flexor thing that they were on about, I, I can't believe it. I mean, I don't really understand why Ragnick doesn't, doesn't appreciate him as much as he should do. Because to have a player of that quality available to you and then to go and drop him, I can't can't see it really, you know. It, the thing, it's his passion as well, though. He hates losing. Yeah. And I love that a 36-year-old coming, all right, Possibly to the end of his career, his passion at the moment, even when he's on the sidelines. I, I never forget the Portugal, the was it the final where he was injured? Yeah. yeah. And he's virtually shoving the manager out of the way yeah. and getting players back. And I'm thinking, you know, I think it's not every great player never makes a decent manager sometimes. I just look at him thinking, I think he might even have the potential, like I say, his passion. And that comes across. I just, I think it's. I'd love him to stay at United for another year because I think it rubs off on the younger people. Yeah, yeah, that, but, You know, I don't know if he's going to accept. Is he going to be? He's not going to play all the the whole games next year. I don't think. Um, I, I personally think he's going to go to Miami with Beckham. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, it seems to be money plays a big part in it. Not that I, I blame him for that. I mean, you know, if you're in a position like it, that you um, can earn that sort of money, then why not? The other last Wednesday, no, the Wednesday before, I went to uh, Harry Redknapp, an evening with Harry Redknapp. Yeah. And their their promoters are very in with um, Ronaldo's promoters. The, they were they had a few signed shirts there. Yeah. And they said lovely, lovely people, but you have to go to Sporting. They have to go out to Lisbon. That's where he signs everything and stuff, which they did. Yeah. Uh, apparently, having a good chat with their promoters, and Harry Redknapp said that he spoke to him. And he said, because they were on about PSG or Miami. And he and Harry Redknapp said, I'll tell you one thing, he will not go to PSG because his business can't stand Paris. And he reckons it's a done deal, he's going to Miami. Uh, well, might be. be. Interesting to find out. Might be. Time will tell. If he'd like to leave us with the uh, Champions League before he goes, I'd be quite happy. 
if United win the Champions League, he won't be going anywhere. No. Can they, if they get through, so that be, say, all the British teams through, can we draw each other now in the yeah, I think Yeah, I think we can. I think no, we can. All, the, all the restrictions go out the window because previously you couldn't play teams from your own nation or anyone that you'd played in the group stages. You can only meet them in the semis, can you? Yeah, I think they they dragged that back earlier now. Hmm. Well, I think as well, it didn't help that I think two or three years running, we had three English teams in the semis, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, running, and and, uh, we were getting to the finals. So I think, obviously, they knocked that on the head, which um, you could possibly see again if they don't get drawn against another English final. You could do, yeah. Yeah. You could do. Um, Well, we'd have to wait and see, I suppose, but... uh... But moving Man United, on, Man City and Paris. Mm. But we don't want don't want another Russia versus Abu Dhabi one. That would be terrible. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, we've just got a few more minutes before we've got a break. But uh, Frank Lampard is he good enough to be a manager? Because he doesn't seem to be doing very well, and he seems to have got an awful lot of facilities at his disposal and a few quite quite a few good supposedly good players. But it's certainly not working for him, is it? It's still early days for him at the moment. Um, I think he must have surely looked at the job he was taking on. Everton's a massive club, isn't it? But, I mean, he must have looked at their fixtures they're running because I think they're right up against it still. Well, they are. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. I think think they will just survive. I think he will turn it around. What's he been there? Two months now? month and a half? Something like that, isn't it? Not so long, that. Um, but the trouble is, you can only work with what players you got. Yeah. That's the fear uh, and end all, and they're, they're in a. It's coming at an awkward time of the season where they're scrapping for everything, and he perhaps can't play the way he wants to play because he needs the three points at the moment. So it might be a case of, you know, we just have to play dirty scrap for this and get three points and stay up, and then he can change it all next year. If yeah, they stay well, up. I personally, I, I think they're really struggling now. I mean, I've, having lost against Wolves again, they, you know, they're they're right up against it. I think, and uh, oh, mate, you know, and, and you know, he doesn't seem to be making that many changes. It's no, I think it's uh, it's looking a bit grim for him at the moment, to be honest. Um, but you know, we will see. Depends, I suppose. What, depends what they do with these games in hand. They got three games in hand. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Everton and Burnley. But the trouble is, if you're playing poorly, then you're not guaranteed to get anything from those games anyway. No, no. But at least I suppose they have the opportunity. I mean, whatever ideals Frank's got about playing football, how it should be played or whatever, goes on the back burner now. He's basically just got to... They've just got to scrap from now till the end of the season. Now, Rick. And then during the summer, he can implement any sort of plans moving forward that he's got. But... Their backs are up against the wall right now. Yeah, definitely. Don't you think so, Tone? Oh, but definitely. Um, I think, like um, you said earlier, he's got to take a scrappy 1-0 at the moment, take the three points and get out of there mm. um, and build next year. Like I said, obviously he's been promised money to come in next year. Build is actually side. Um, I thought he probably thinks he's going to come in and change things straight away, but... It's not a place where he hasn't got the players at the moment. I think they've changed uh, the tactics. So, it's, um, like I said, I think the big thing is they got two or three games, we say, in hand. 
Yeah. Um, three. Three, is it? And uh, one's over Burnley, is it? Where they got Burnley? Yeah. Well, they've got massive. one one in hand over Burnley. One is that? Yeah. Um, but I think they've got a lot of teams around them when I look at the pictures, which, you know, it's in their hands, put it that way. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure Norwich are virtually down now. And thought at one time Watford were, but they seem to be making a bit of a scrap of it at the moment. I still I still think, personally, think the Leeds are in uh, mm. big, big trouble. Uh, down there, there's like I say, some big clubs. Brentford are still not safe. I was going to say so that, Brentford. That win for Leeds at the weekend was massive for them because if they hadn't won that, they would be right in oh. it. They just one point ahead. Our of last the... minute goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and they've got some tough games coming up. If you look at Brentford, though, that they've suddenly they've had two or three games of Christian Eriksen, and he's suddenly beginning to sort of get back a little bit in the groove and to, to start to make his presence felt. And that could just come at the right time for Brentford because, you know, I mean, he's yeah. if he's playing well, he, he could save Brentford single-handed, I should have thought, if. Do you see he uh, he got back in the Danish squad this week? Did he? Yeah. I see. It's just just his personality, let alone being there. I think it's a massive lift for the squad to have a, a player of that statue to come in. Yeah. Uh, like I say, he's yeah, got play for Brentford. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, but it's it's great for him because it's he's back to London where he, I think, the family apparently absolutely love. Brentford's not that miles away from where was he? I think it was North London, wasn't he? With Tottenham mm. living up there, so he's not going to be that far away. Brentford. So and all, there's, all there's a, a strong um, there's a strong Danish link in Brentford as well with the manager and the, the, well, the, manager, the chairman. The back, the, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like that, and I just think. You know, you got Ericsson coming in training with you. The world-class player he is. Yeah. It's a massive lift for the players. I think he, he had an assist for the winner on Saturday, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. I, I, I think he'll save Brentford, certainly. And isn't it ironic, you look at Brentford, and, and you know, we played Brentford and beat them at Wembley in the in the final of the, oh. uh, you know, League One playoff or whatever it was, championship playoff. And look at them now. We're in the National League and Brentford have got a player like Ericsson playing from and they're in a new stadium in the Premier League. How sounds This is what oh, having yeah. good does. Yeah. If yeah, only. they've invested well, to be fair. Yeah. If only, though, eh? When you think about it, if only. But there. Um, <laughs> right. Looking at my list, we didn't. whilst we were on the subject of Chelsea, we didn't mention this this potential... Story about Thomas Tuchel coming to Manchester United. Do you think anything is going to cover that, Rick? I don't know. I got mixed feelings about it because I've got I've got my little my little red heart set on Eric Ten Hag coming. Mm. But at the same time, if a manager like Tommy Tickle becomes available, then you you know you'd be you'd have to give it serious consideration. Yeah, you would. I don't know. You go from having no sensible options to potentially being spoilt for choice. Yeah. But if it, if they're going long term, they'll go ten hard. Tuchel mm. has shown that he can he can work with other people's squads as he did at Chelsea last season. So he he would have a more immediate impact. But I'm not sure that that's exactly what United need. United need we need a complete structuring. Well, have I got some news yeah. for you? Are you sitting down? Who? You and go ahead. Tony. Man United 11 for tonight. De Gea, Dallo, Varane, Maguire, Tellez, 
Matt Tomini. Oh, bloody phone. Hang on. Where's it gone? Who's him? I've never heard of him. Bloody phone. Where's he play? Yeah, he plays. Uh, yeah. He was a Czech player. Oh, stupid! <laughs> right, here we go. I got I've got Tellers, Fred, Fernandez, Alanga, Sancho, and Rashford. I knew you were going to say that. Now, Are what you is Ronaldo on the bench? I, well, I presume he, it doesn't say. It just says subs to be agreed. But I mean, well, I don't know. I wouldn't have. I would have thought he's going to, well, you know, you know, wind him up again, wouldn't it? I think potentially that's nonsense, Adrian. Obviously, uh, by the well, time this goes out, we'll know. But well, we're ten minutes away from. Yeah, but as, as we record this, we're ten minutes away from the team being officially announced. True. Well, where have you got that from? It's come on my phone. One of these app things on the phone. Let me try. Uh, let me have a look at the um, the uh, official. I go through Oxford. Let's see what they've got on the official one. I don't think anyone it will I don't think it will have been announced anywhere yet, because it's normally an hour before kick off. Yeah, well, it is an hour, isn't it? It's quarter, quarter to eight. It should eight be eight now, the tea. Eight eight o'clock. Yeah. Well, I don't know, it's it's on here anyway. I, I mean I I can only go by what it tells me on here, but uh it says here Ralph Ramat has made three changes. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. We'll have but to wait I, and I see. Would, but that would be amazing. That's right. Yeah, well, so would I. Teams but... are now on Sky, yeah? They're not. Mm-hmm. No, not on the Sky. And I've gone for Opta. They're not saying they're right. No, they weren't, they weren't until an hour before, hour before kick-off. It'll be everywhere then. Well, I wonder if they've... Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, anyway, yeah, going back to Thomas Tuchel, you, you, you've got a sort of a, a sort of hankering, as I have, because I, I sort of think he, you know... He's I just, it's fear of missing out, but I do think that United's a bigger job, a longer-term job, and a different sort of job. If it was just, if it was normal circumstances, bite your hand off. He's, he's used to dealing with world-class players. He is a world-class coach. He's come into a similar situation and made it work. Ideal. But I think United, if they're going to be serious about sorting themselves out, it goes deeper than just the first 11. And I, mm. I think that Ten Hag might be the man to restructure the whole lot alongside Ralph. What do you think, Tony? I, sorry, I was just looking on my option there just to give you a latest update. Team news is coming out. Christian, uh, Christian Ronaldo starts for Man United alongside Jordan Sancho. Oh, OK. Well, obviously... So... The Manchester Evening News one that I've got it on is uh, is obviously wrong then. Thank God. Um, so that was eighteen fifty. The live update on that. Yeah. Oh well, that's, um, that's right then. Surely you wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah makes sense, um, so doesn't it? Let's be fair. Well, we'll get it in a minute anyway. But yeah. I was going to ask the question, and as we're three Man United fans on it, very rarely we get together. Yeah. Who would we personally like to see next year? As uh, United fans, who would you well, like to see? Who would I like to see? Well, uh, I've gone off Pochettino lately because I think all this talk about him saying, oh, Tottenham's my team, etc. Um, well, you want to make your mind up, mate, and uh, you go to Tottenham then if you want, but you don't You don't say that and then say, oh, well, I will go to Man United after all. So I, I'd certainly I'd go along with Rickard and... Um, of the two, I suppose, well, there's three that I would sort of put in the frame would be obviously Ten Hag, 
Thomas Tuchel and Enrique. Now, I don't know what Enrique is like. The problem with Enrique because he wants to finish off what he's doing, doesn't he? Win the World Cup. So that's going to be difficult from a timing point of view. So that brings it down to two. And I suppose of the two, Ten Hag is the, is the most accessible, easy to get in. Probably won't cost anything. All makes a difference on possibly paying players in and what have you. So I suppose I'd go along with, with Ten Hag. What about you? Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, just check, quickly back there. The official team sheet is in now. All right. So De Gea, Maguire, Ronaldo, Fred, Fernandes, Varane, Delop, Sancho, Tellez, Alanga and McTominley. Yeah, that's more like it. That's him. That's him from Opta, so that's the official one. Yeah. Right. Delete the app, Adrian. So, it's not... It's not doing your blood pressure any. No, it's not. Someone. It's not. I was having heart attacks here. But yeah, so Tony, who, <laughs> who, who would you have so, in as the manager? So, yeah. I would love to see the Ajax manager in, and I would love him to bring Van der Sar. Yeah. Because he's the um, he's the director of football, I believe. Yeah. At Ajax. Well, he's the chief chief wonders. executive, isn't he? I think you'll find. Chief, yeah. chief executive, and and I just think I'd love them two to work together at United and build something because if it, it's all right that I bring in uh, Potchin or somebody like that, but we need to build. This is a future thing. I think the Ajax manager's built at Ajax brilliantly. Mm -hmm. And I think with Van der Sar, what he's obviously he's a legend there and what he knows the ins and outs, I just think um, there'd be a great partnership together, I think. I'd personally love to see them too. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was reading an interview or an article about the Ten Hag situation. And one of the reasons that United will appeal to him, as, apart from the obvious, the obvious thing that it's it's the, uh, the biggest football club in the world, trademark, um, is the fact that he can finally get to a situation where he could bring players through and he wouldn't have to sell them. He wouldn't mm -hmm. be constantly yeah. rebuilding. At Ajax, yeah, exactly. people are talking about you know their last run to the semis. Well, then he had to go and sell most of that team and now he's rebuilding it. it again. Whereas he gets to United yeah. and keep it and you can build for a longer project so that's why I think it appealed to yeah. appeal. and I, very similar interview I, uh, I've seen uh, Van der Sar mm. and they reckon yeah. over the last 20 years the Ajax have built every three years and they virtually yeah. got to like, the semis or the final, uh, semis and fourth final of the European the Champions League and then they've had to rebuild again mm. yeah because uh, as, soon as, as soon as they get there the big they European don't, that's right. players don't they there's three or four there now, and they're, they're, they're all after a game. And it'll be, you know, it must be so frustrating for him uh, and as yeah. a manager. And I think he's definitely the up-and-coming manager at the moment. And the place United's in, we're, we're three, four years away yet. We need to build. We need, we've got to go back. I hate to say it, but we need to go back like Liverpool did. Liverpool yeah. had a sorry time. Yeah. And they, they clop out the build over the years. Yep. And no, they, they look... They look I'm, I'm glad. I'm just saying, glad you brought mentioned Liverpool because I saw somewhere. I can't probably, I don't know on the internet or something. But anyway, uh, the possibilities that because Barcelona are looking like they're going to struggle to get Eric, uh, what's it, what's his name, Erling Haaland in uh, to Barcelona, yeah. that they're going to try and get Mo Salah. So what's that going to do to Liverpool if Mo Salah goes? But that the Klopp's got to a situation. Who's this lad they brought in? Um, during the transfer window, he's got him in. What, the Portuguese bloke? You know, they're, they're, Liverpool are in a different situation than they were before. Previously, when we had that lovely 
long period without them winning the league, they never went about things properly. When they were successful, they never planned succession. Was it? I think Klopp probably has, whether it's with I, him or someone else. He's the squad's stronger. I think he's a bit like Ferguson in the nineties. They they've added one or two the last couple of years, and they've added quality like United used to do. And yeah. if a big name wants to go, and United, Beckham, Keane and stuff, Mark he is. lets one go and one's in, isn't there? Mm. And I think he's in that, you know, if Mo Salah goes, is it the end of the world there at United, uh, Liverpool? I don't think so, because they've got such a deep squad at the moment. And it was it was very similar to United in the 90s, when everyone thought Beckham go in and stuff, you know, it's going to be in the world. Stuff like that. And I think they're in that position. If they could get, what are they talking, 100 million, probably, Salah? Got to be, isn't it? Yeah. As we say, but you're he... talking that, Salah. And I, I'm thinking... The way he's buying players at the moment, I think, you know, they could let him go, 100 million, and bring somebody else in. But then again, and they're in it. Klopp's been saying he's going to he's gonna pack it in soon. And and I think he's maybe looking at it and thinking, well, you know, and he'd have the same sort of scenario as, as we've had at United in that suddenly Klopp goes and they can't find a, an adequate manager to keep the, the, the domination going. Well, there's think... talk that at the end of 2023, Klopp, and Guardiola are both out of contract. Yeah. So you could well, lose Guardiola, I think Guardiola stated that he's going any more or less. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His last contract was the last one he'd signed at City. But, I think. And, I, and I think, I think Klopp's built something, such a, a good squad. I think they're there for a few years. I'll be, I think he lo- he's passionate. He loves the place, doesn't he? I'll be surprised if he goes unless... Well, he, he does, know, he but he has go. mentioned it on two or three occasions. He's sort of, Hinted that he might be thinking of moving on in a couple of years' time, sort of thing. So, I'm, you know, I'm just wondering if 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 Mo Salah went, he, and he's probably thinking, cool, you know, if I lose him, and you know, is it Firmino is another one who's probably getting near the end of his shelf life. There's there's two or three players there that might fit the bill there. He might be thinking, you know, I have the same sort of problems as United have. Maybe I'll move on. I don't know. I'm only surmising, but you know, you can't help. Yeah, but, yeah, but, I, I understand. But where where's Klopp? If he's going to move on, where would you say? Well, I don't know. There's don't only, know. you know, I think the Italian clubs are not a force that they used to be at all. Well, I don't think, I don't uh, think the Italian extent, football would suit him anyway. It's not. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the Spanish one would. I think when they've had the passion and the speed and pace in there, really, of the Premiership, it's hard to go the likes of even Spain. Mm. Well, they're not they're not like they used to be, are they? At all. Well, they're not, but I mean, look at look at Atletico Madrid tonight without Diego Simeone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wonder whether they think, well, you know, let's try Klopp. I would have thought that's the sort of side that might sort of appeal to his ego, to sort of. But if you're going to leave Liverpool, why would you go to Atletico? I don't yeah, know. Just get some sunshine on his back, I suppose. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, it's only to leave Liverpool is only probably potentially Liverpool, Barcelona. Bayern, Real Madrid, Bayern, but Germany. Like I say, I can't, I can't understand this PSG. Why people are all talking? That French league is shocking, yeah. so bad. Um, I know they got the money, but it's, you know, you're only going there because of the city, and they're going to win everything. To be honest, but you know, I don't think that appeals uh, there. Like I say, you're talking Real Madrid, Bayern, or probably Barcelona. 
for me, he can only go to. Four minutes to go, lads. Uh, talking to Bayern Munich, somebody mentioned him just now. What about Robert Lewandowski uh, coming to United? As a, as a player. He contract, didn't he? So and mm. United are going to need Cavani's going. Who knows what's happening with Greenwood? Yeah. So United could certainly do with him. Well, I mean, How old is he? Oh, Lewandowski. Yeah, he's 33. But I think, you know, United are in a situation where everybody thought they were going to get Haaland, but I mean, it looks, going by what's going on at the moment, it looks as though maybe we're not going to get Haaland, especially with that Mino Rioli getting involved in it all. So, I mean, I would have thought that Lewandowski would be a, a reasonable replacement. Perhaps reasonable? Not, well, yeah. He should, have won the last, he should have won the last two Ballon d'Ors if they weren't. Yeah, but the, right. but the point is, from the point of view of his age, you've got to look at his age and compare that to Haaland's. He's, we've he's... got a 37-year-old playing up front tonight. Well, I know we have. I know we have. But, you know, I'm just saying. But um... I think wherever, if he came to the Premiership, he would fit straight in. Hmm. I think he's a player that works hard. He's a typical, he would love being it. And I'll bet he'll have a regret. If he comes next year and he hits the floor running, I'll bet he'll make a regret that he didn't come here sooner. Well, yeah. he's, he's a proper so, number nine. A proper. Oh, he's number. old. He's old fashioned, and he yeah. works his. He works his. He's a bit of a shearer. He works his socks off and stuff for me. I like. like I, I wanted him to come to the Premiership years ago. So would you? Would you sooner have <coughs> Lewandowski or Kane? Good question. Depends. If one's on a free, and it's just his contract, Lewandowski, have him. But Kane. I don't know. It's a, it's a, I think a lot of that depends on who comes in at United. Mm. Well, especially yeah, if, exactly. if po Pochettino comes in. You could quite see him going to get Kane, couldn't you? I think Pochettino... I'd be amazed if Pochettino comes in because Man United are not second, right. second choice to they anyone. Won't. No, they won't take Poch. Poch won't be there. I, don't I think he, he, more... he messed it up for himself last week, the, the European Cup. Yeah. The game against Real Madrid. He, he failed that. That's exactly the situation he's going to be in at United, and he's just well, more chance, more chance of Conte coming over Ponch, I reckon. Mm. And then if, if he if he did come Conte, then you are talking Kane because he would bring him straight away. Yeah, but there's also talk going, of Conte going to PSG. Is there? Yeah. Mind you, having said that about Conte, I, I was totally anti the thought of Conte, but just lately I've watched him on on TV and one thing or another, and he he seems to have mellowed a little bit. I thought. He's up and down like a bride's nighty. He's either the, got the manager of the best squad he's ever played with in his career, or maybe I'm not the man. My he's he's mad. He's mad as a tree. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see Neville and Keane when they had that round the other day? Though he said categorically, I can tell you now, Potici, um Conte will not be at United. Mm. No, I can't that see. Was Gary Neville. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's he a wrong, wrong personality. Yeah, because I think because that's when he beat Tottenham, wasn't it? Mm. And then yeah. um, I think it's Mick and Richard said about Conte, and he said categorically, "I will tell you now, he will not be a United." Can you can you please not, not mention Mick and Richard's name on this program because it's he's funny. he's right up my nose. We can see each other on screens. I know the the listeners can't do that, but you visibly slumped into your chair as soon as Tony mentioned Mika Richards. Oh, I could strangle him. <laughs> I could strangle him. Anyway, gentlemen, sorry, we have reached sorry. the end of I our time. Dick Richards. Dick Richards. Dick Richards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick, as I yeah. said, no. 
Cliff Richards. I'll mention that to you instead. Oh, yeah, no, we, we were talking about Dick Richards, but you probably don't know him. Um, anyway, we have run out of time, gentlemen, I'm afraid. So thank you very much for joining us, especially at short notice and the fact that there was only three of us today. But I think we've managed fairly well anyway, because we're reasonably knowledgeable, one likes to think. So uh, don't forget to join us next week. Uh, same time, same station. And, of course, on Saturday, we are away at, I think it's Dover, and there will be full match commentary on Three Valleys Radio starting at about 10 to 3. So please join us then. And until the next time, thank you for joining us here, and good night. You've been listening to Football Bloody Hell. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Thank you.